Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday. Uh, April 26, 2017, and welcome to episode number 50 of WCWS Outside of the Ropes, the radio network's pop culture review show. <clears throat> I am, once again, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Uh, I'll be flying a little bit solo here this evening, uh, as, of course, my partner, uh, the Iceman, J.D., Jared Girolamo, will not be making it on the air here tonight uh, to give me a hand. However, I, I can report I do have guest number two coming in here to, uh, uh, on our chat box here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> uh, excuse me there, folks, for just, I will be right back. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, briefly, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and go over here one more time. I have guest number two in the talk show chat box here with me here this evening. Uh, as I said before, the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo, will not be making it in here tonight. Uh, so I'll be bringing you, like I said, pretty much uh, uh, for the most part, uh, there's mostly a lot of pop culture news, uh, especially a lot of stuff coming out of 411 Mania. And uh, just <coughs> talking briefly about everything going on, uh, going on about our shows here, of course, for Public Triple Threat Wednesday here this evening. Uh, if you also want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here this, afternoon, this evening, please feel free to give us a call here, of course, right here, 1-724-444-7444, call ID 141-387-POUND. <clears throat> and definitely press that one if you want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here tonight, which will be say, primarily the latest, like I said, pop culture news. Uh, our uh, Iceman movie trivia challenge will not be taking place tonight because, like I said, the Iceman will not be making it in, in to the show here tonight. And also another program note for all of our other shows here this evening. 
The Iceman will not be on WWUS Wrestling Debate uh, coming up at at, uh, 8 o'clock, nor will he be a part of, of course, our mothership broadcast, WWUS Revolution, coming up here at 9. So, uh, however, of course, we will have, of course, uh, Wrestling Debate and Revolution will have, will be, of course, making the year, but the Iceman will not be making it on, on either one of those two shows here as well. So let's go ahead and, uh, like I said, uh, chime, uh, get, a, get a couple of quick stories. I may have to step away here, folks, and I'll be playing some music here in the meantime. So uh, just be sense of this. Bear with us here, folks. Thank you very much. Episode number 50 of Outside the Ropes is now up, up, and running. First off here, of course, coming at from Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. We have a, sadly, we have a small death to, uh, uh, to report here. Uh, the director best known for the movie Silence of the Lambs, Jonathan Demme, sadly has passed away at the age of 73. This is coming from, like I said, 411 Mania. Uh, IndieWire reports that director Jonathan Demme has passed away at the age of 73 due to his, 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 uh, cancer of the esophagus and, compl- and complications from heart disease. He was treated for the condition in 2010, but it resurfaced in 2015 and got worse in recent weeks. He is survived by his wife, Joanne Howard, and their three children. Demi is a critically acclaimed director who won the Academy Award in 1991 for The Signs of the Lambs. He also directed films like Something Wild, Philadelphia, The Manchurian Candidate, and Rachel Getting Married. His most recent projects include 2015's Ricky and the Flash and the Netflix special Justin Timberlake, The Tennessee Kids, from last year. Coincidentally, he also directed tonight's episode of the Fox series, Shots fired. For uh, for Letter Mania as well as the WWS Radio Network, <clears throat> we'd like to give our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of director Jonathan Demi. Like I said, once again, uh, once again here to this just join us here. Jonathan Jonathan Demi, director of Signs of the Lambs, has sadly passed away at the age of seventy-three. Ladies and gentlemen, do have to step away for just one quick second. And while I do so, be perfect listen to this to, to this great song here. I will be right back. Thank you. 
the forest explodes around you as debris rains down. Next up is Normandy. From inside a Higgins landing boat, your squad will storm Omaha Beach in a visceral audiovisual experience unlike any D-Day landing experience in a game to date. You and your fellow soldiers must overcome the enemy defenses to serve as the tip of the spear for the Allied invasion. And also, finally, the following gameplay modes were also revealed. First off is War. This narrative-driven mode brings a gripping new layer of excitement to Axis versus Allies team play. Divisions. A new approach to create a class and character customization as you enlist in a division and progress through the ranks. And also Headquarters, a brand new social feature for Call of Duty where you rally and interact with your fellow soldiers. This game looks like it'll be pretty darn good. Like I said, we had on November the 3rd. If you're, in this case, you're waiting on waiting on this game to uh, waiting on this game to uh, come out. Okay, next up here, let's see what we have. Forlev uh, Mini, of course, has always has a great uh, some great stories here uh, each and every week that we, of course, we read off here off of. Uh, we read off of 411. We always read on this show each and every time, and we thank them for allowing us to do so. Uh, here's another story. We're going back into the movie scene here. Uh, Jurassic World 2, Corey, we talked about that here just recent memory. Uh, one of the, the big-time stars from the original Jurassic Park is set to return for Jurassic World 2, and that is Jeff Goldblum. Life found a way. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Jeff Goldblum will return for Jurassic World 2, his third film in the series after 1993's Jurassic Park and 1997's The Lost World. He will once again play Dr. Ian Malcolm, joining the cast that includes Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Toby Jones, Daniela, Daniela Panetta, Justice Smith, and Rafe Spall. J.A. Bayona will direct from a script by Colin Trevernow and Derek Conley. Universal Pictures and Amazon Entertainment were produced for Frank Marshall, Billion Atizina, and Pat Crowley. Steven Spielberg and Trevor Rowe were executive, executive produced while Universal's VP of production, Sarah Scott, were overseas. The film is set to be released on June 22, 2018. So Jeff Goldblum is another original uh, Jurassic Park um cast member that will be a part of this new one coming out here, uh, coming out here, like I said, in June of next year. Uh, let's see right here. Uh, ooh, a TV show getting the axe here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's read a little bit about it. Uh, uh, coming from, uh, like I said, uh, this is actually, uh, yes. From, this is a, a story that came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. But uh, I'm sure, just in case you have not heard the story, NBC pulls the plug on this on one of its latest uh, arrivals, Powerless, remaining episodes off off the schedule. Powerless has lived up to its name. NBC has pulled the remaining episodes of the DC comic sitcom off of their schedule, essentially canceling the series. The, the, the change starts this week with Superstore moving into the show's 8.30 p.m. time slot, with Superstore running at 8 p.m. for the next two weeks. The series stars Vanessa Hudgens, Alan Tudyk, Danny Pudi, Christina Kirk, and Ron Fugis, and was set at Wayne Enterprises, where Hudgens' research director led a problem-ridden team through trying to create products that protected average Joes 
from superhero battles. The show golfed with a weak start in the ratings and never recovered. Record ratings in the 0.55 to 0.60 range over the last few weeks. There are two episodes of the show's original 13 episode order still to air, and it's unclear when or if those episodes will see the light of day. Executive producer Patrick Schumacher confirmed the news, posting it on Twitter, saying both this is this is come, uh, uh, on April 24th at 8:44 p.m. Uh, Mr. Schumacher writes. Powerless will not air this week or next. This I know for sure. I can get some other things, but they're not good. Thank you for watching. So those who actually those who watched uh, just watched the TV show Powerless, looks like that's what that's the way it happened. It has gone powerless, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll they'll at least get those other two episodes out, so that way they'll be they'll be done with the program, obviously. Uh, when we talked about this story here, uh, uh, of course, yesterday, uh, of course, this is another story coming out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as well. We talked about, of course, a future movie uh, talking about uh, a female Captain Marvel, and uh, of course, it was said that Brie Larson would take the role of this. And this is talking about here uh, why she agreed to play Captain Marvel. Brie Larson start with, spoke with Vanity Fair for a new interview and discussed her taking on the role of Captain Marvel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Some highlights are below. On deciding to take this role, she writes, it took me a really long time. I had to sit with myself, think about my life and what I want out of it. Ultimately, I couldn't deny the fact that this movie is everything I care about. Everything is progressive and important and meaningful. And a symbol I wish I, I, wish I, would, I would have had growing up. I really, really feel like it's worth worth it if it can bring understanding and confidence to young women. I'll do it. On working with Marvel and developing the role, they're, they've been very open to hearing my thoughts and my take on it, which has been great. I think that, I think that's why they cast me. I have a lot of similarities to this character, and they want me to bring that into the movie. Let's see if we have anything else here to add. And. Uh, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige on Larson playing the role of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has powers that far excuse me, let me restart that. Captain Marvel has powers that far surpass many of her heroic counterparts. And in order to bring this superhero to life and make her relatable and disarming, we need an actress with both range and humanity. So, like the best of our leading characters who have brought the Marvel universe to life, Brie. Possesses the depth and energy that can fuse firepower, guts, and a great story. So we can't wait to see when this movie does come out. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, upcoming here, um, it's going to be a very awesome. It's going to be an awesome movie here. I'm I'm sure. And like I said, let's see what else we have coming up here on uh, coming out here. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Uh, we continue. We, we continue forward on this here. Uh, like I said, more stories coming out here. Like I said, this is like I said, some of these came, stories came out yesterday, but I'm sure, like I said, um, some of I had an opportunity to, to, to uh, read about them here up until now, so I'll go ahead and like I said, just continue to read it off. Jeremy Thomas once again brings this story. Disney sets release dates for Star Wars Episode uh, Nine, Indiana Jones Five, and more. Disney has set the release date for a ton of films. The, co- the company announced new release dates today for Star Wars Episode 9, Indiana Jones 5, 
A Wrinkle in Time, Frozen 2, and more. Now, here's a full list of the dates right here. Let me go ahead and read them off here, of course. And there's a lot of them right here, of course. Let me go ahead and give, you a, give it here to you. A Wrinkle in Time is set to come out March 9th of next year. It was previously April the 6th, but they moved it up. Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. It was previously supposed to come out March 9th, but it was now set to come out November 21st of next year. Magic Camp, this was previously set to come out August 3rd, will now come out April the 6th of 2009. August 3rd, 2018, it was now set to come out April 6, 2019. Star Wars Episode 9 is set to come out May 24th, 2019. A live-action version of The Lion King is set to come out on July the 19th of 2019. An untitled live-action film is set to come out August 9th, 2019. Frozen 2 is set to come out November 27th, 2019. An untitled live-action film is set to come out April 3rd, 2020. Indiana Jones 5, that's not the official title of this movie, but the proof is it was supposed to come out July 19th of 2019. It is now set to be released July 10th, 2020. Gigantic, it was, it was previously set to come out November 21st, 2018. It's now set to come out November 25th, 2020. An untitled Marvel Studios film is set to, was previously set to come out July 10th of 2020. It will now come out August the 7th, 2020. Another untitled live-action film is set to be released March 12th, 2021. An untitled Pixar film, the same company that brought you Cars and The Incredibles, originally a Toy Story, yes, that's right, is now set to be released on June 18th, 2021, and an untitled Disney animation film is set to come out November 24th, 2021. So between, ladies and gentlemen, between uh, next year and uh, next three years here, uh, they have got a lot of films being ready to come out here uh, real, real soon, of course, another Star Wars, another Indiana Jones, another Frozen, who, that's um, some pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting stuff there, so We'll definitely be watching out for that whenever that uh, whenever that um, uh, those these movies come out. Uh, next up, we've, we've talked about, of course, the live action version. I mean, I'm talking about the movie version of the classic TV series Baywatch. Uh, the Rock, one of the stars, has posted a new teaser for this for this uh, uh, for this. Of course, as we said before, uh, the film is set to open May 25th. And stars, like I said, Dwayne Johnson, of course, otherwise known as The Rock. Also, Alexandria Daddario, Zach Efron, Kelly Horbach, John Bass, Ilfnish Hadera, Priyanka Chopra, and Hannibal Burris. Uh, and he's also got a Twitter out about it. That's what everybody says. Ready for summer in a bottle? Sit back and sit back, put it in your mouth and drink it in. The Avengers and the Beach are coming to save you. Hashtag Baywatch on May 25th. So, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, be ready for that coming out here right there close to Memorial Day weekend. So, that's going to be, like I said, one of your top movies to come out here for uh, uh, for, for for the summer here, it looks like. So, we we'll definitely have to watch out for that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see what we have, else we have. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, normally we don't talk about wrestling here on Outside of the Road, so let's throw in a few little uh, wrestling stories here, which will no doubt be, be uh, brought out uh, 
which will probably more likely come out. Oh, wait, before we do so, ladies and gentlemen, I found on this, there's an interesting story here coming out here, uh, coming out here today, as a matter of fact, coming from Joseph Lee at Full Eleven Mania. Uh, of course, we've heard in the news about what the, the scandal involving legendary comedian Bill Cosby. Uh, now, it's been reported that her, that her daughter is kind of saying that her father is not a rapist. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and read what this has to say right here. In a letter to the Hollywood Reporter, Bill Cosby's daughter Evan thinks her thinks her father deserves to be treated better by the media, citing several sexual assault cases against him that have been dismissed. Here are some of the highlights of this: on the witch hunt against her father, when people are so quick to cast hate and make accusations of horrific violence against my dad, they are callous in their carelessness about the harm they are causing to others. On the, hip, on the hypocrisy of the media. We got all sorts of mixed up messages in our society. We are told that we, we have fundamental rights to be innocent until proven guilty, but if enough people think you are a bad person, you are branded a bad person, and the media just reinforces that. My dad, like anyone in this country, deserves to be treated fairly under the law. On who her father is, his daughter writes, I am his fourth daughter, he raised me to go to college, start my own business, and be my own woman. He, showed me, he has helped me raise my children and teach them family values. I know that my father loves me. He loves my sisters and my mother. He loves and respects women. He is not abusive, violent, or a rapist. Sure, like many celebrities tempted by opportunity, he has had his affairs, but that was between him and my mother. They have worked through it and moved on, and I'm glad they did it for them and for our family. And on the legal battles, he says, I am pleased that we are finally we are seeing the whole picture and seeing these cases and claims dismissed from court. I just hope that those who prejudge my dad are not willing to admit that they were wrong. So a little bit, so so a little bit of defense right here coming up here for, like I said, one of your legendary comedians, and like I said, the legendary Bill Cosby. Um, you know, we a lot of people will kind of you know kind of back up. Uh, Back up his daughter here on this, so uh, and, uh, and of course you shouldn't you shouldn't judge anybody until they have an opportunity to so, until they have an opportunity to to, to talk to uh, exactly to bring to uh, until uh, like I said they have an opportunity to you know ex- um, bring itself uh, um, talk about it here you know. Forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry for the rambling here, but like I said, what I'm just simply saying here is, is that you know, Mr. Cosby, like I said, has always been a tremendous comedian. He's been entertaining people for many, many years, um, and of course, like I said, he, sh- he sh- and, and his daughter raises very some very good points here, and he should not be, and he should not be judged. Like I said, so fast to really just start judging him about this because of the situation, but of course, he is. Uh, but of course, luckily, like I said, he, um, like I said, he's been. He, a lot of people, hopefully, a lot of people will admit that they were wrong, wrong in, in judging this great superstar. Uh, once again, Tom, once again, Joseph Lee brings us this story right here. Will Smith and talks to star in Ang Lee's Gemini Man. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Will Smith is is in talks to star in Skydance's new film. Gemini Man. It will be directed by Ang Lee and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Don Murphy will executive produce. 
The film follows an older assassin who finds himself fighting his clone who's 25 years younger and at his peak. It has been in development since 1997 and was considered unfilmable for years because visual effects weren't, weren't where producers thought they should be. Names like Chris O'Donnell, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, and Clint Eastwood have all been attached at various points. Skydance acquired the rights in October. They believe they can create visual effects that are good enough for Smith to play two different ages and fight with himself. The deal isn't set at this time, uh, as they need to work out the scheduling, among other things. Smith is also in talks to play the genie in the live-action Aladdin movie, which could conflict with this movie. But ladies and gentlemen, like I said, uh, uh, have to wait and see what uh, what you know what Will Smith will be able to have on the horizon. Hopefully, the movie being in development for over 20 years, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to get this thing off the ground. I mean, that's the longest time I've ever heard a movie being being talked about for so long, and all of a sudden that uh, uh, it's just sad that they haven't been able to get it uh, going there yet. So. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's of course, one story, ladies and gentlemen, that that's not on 411. Well, it is on 411 Mania. Uh, it was brought up here, of course, yesterday. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Of course, we did now here over the weekend, of course. Another legendary TV icon sadly passed away uh, uh, when uh, Erin Moran, who was best known as playing Joni, uh, the little sister of Ron Howard's character Richie from Happy Happy Days, sadly passed away. <clears throat> I do believe this was at the age of. Um, I do believe. I do believe this. Uh, she was 56. I do believe her is how old she was. Um, but uh, and here's a story right here. Uh, this is this story came out yesterday here. I do believe uh, Joseph Lee did bring this to our attention here. Yes. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring this up to bring this up here. Uh, TMZ reports that Scott Bale reportedly feels awful about comments he made after Happy Days. Johnny loves Ch- Ch- Johnny loves Chachi co-star uh, <clears throat> passed away this weekend. He made he made comments about her alleged drug use during a radio interview yesterday morning, which would have been I do which would have been Monday morning. He insinuated that she died of drug issues. I says he re, he regrets it and wouldn't have made the comments if he knew she died of cancer. He added that when he went to bed on Sunday after reading report that she may have died of a heroin overdose, he went into the interview still believing this, which led to his comments. He said he was upset that he lost her to that he's also the drug use after she had issues with substance abuse in the past. Hours after the interview ended, Indiana officials said her death was due to complications of stage four cancer. They said if he knew, he would have said anything. He said Moran never told him about her cancer. His wife, Renee, talked to her last month. He said his wife has asphalt cancer several times, so Moran's death hits close to home. So, like I said, apparently she is, she died of stage four cancer. But like I said, he, uh, like I said, apparently made the wrong um, wrong comments here. Of course, sadly, uh, coming in here. So, but of course, uh, again, once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
sadly we lost like another great TV star. Like I said, our condolences still go out to her, to her, to her family, and also the uh, family of those family friends and fans, of course, that knew her. Of course, a big fans of the show. Happy days as well. But uh, it's still, like I said, uh, still a very, very, very another celebrity we have lost here this year in 2017. But let's go ahead and bring you a few little uh, small, uh, um, small wrestling stories here. Uh, of course, you know. Of course, uh, Paige has been in the news here. Uh, uh, big time here, um, especially like I said, her, more recent her marriage to uh, Alberto El Patron, of course, also knows, uh, of course, of course, also knows Alberto Del Rio. Her brother Zach discusses her future, her relationship with Alberto El Patron, and more. This comes from Larry Zonk at Full Living Mania. Let's go ahead and read right this right here. Zach Knight, the brother of WWE star Paige, recently spoke with memorabilia guy. And here are some of the highlights. On the upcoming film about the family, after the, after the documentary came out, a couple of weeks later, we were approached about a movie. To be honest, a lot of what you hear is true. Basically, The Rock was over in the UK, and one morning he sat up at 3 a.m. after a long day at work, and our documentary was on TV, and he fell in love with the family because of the family roots and passion we showed towards wrestling. And it reminded him a lot of his family. He went to Vince and then to Kevin Misher and Stephen Merchant. On what we should expect from the film, uh, her brother says, mainly the film is carrying on from the documentary. It shows you some of the documentary, but filmed as a movie and not a, and not a documentary. And then it goes on to tell you what happens afterwards. When, of course, his sister moves to America. The after effects of me when I got turned down. See just how low WAW got. And then it's risen again to something that we feel is one of the best productions in Europe. Uh, for us, is quite insane. On working with Scott Hall. Originally, I brought Scott Hall over. I was talking to Stephen Fulter from PCW, and he said that he brings imports in so that people recognize his company. And not only that, they recognize the UK talent that don't get the chance to wrestle in front of big crowds. So my dad was working closely with one of our investors and decided to do a TV pilot. And the first man I called upon was Scott Hall. And that and at that time, he's been fantastic. He lets us get on with it, even if we look like we're not doing it right. This is the man that's been at the top and knows how it should be done, but he's not hard on us. He works with us and gives us ideas. He's now started working with our camera crew to make sure they get the right shots at the right time. He's one of the agents, so he speaks to our guys and makes sure that everything they do works psychology-wise. So he's actually been a great part of the success over the last 18 months. He's fantastic. For everything that's said about Scott Hall, the guy, when he's over here, he's completely professional. He doesn't drink before the shows or, or during the shows, and generally not after. He's just a really, really down-to-earth guy, and that's not even in it for the money because we're still a low-budget company. They can't afford a great deal, but he values what WAW is and believes it's going to grow, and if it does, he will be rewarded greatly. On Paige's future and her relationship with Alberto El Patron, yeah, 100% people love buying into true stories. Obviously, to start with, the family was unsure about what was going on between Paige and Alberto. Everyone can blame Alberta for what's happening at the moment, but she's a 24-year-old girl. is made fame at 18, and she's got a horrific injury, and we don't know what's going to happen next. This could be the end of Paige, or it could be the big fight-back story. We don't know yet, but the fact is that Alberto and Paige is now coming into WAW. 
is huge for us. He's not giving out pointers, pointers in Alberta. It's the same. He's great. He comes over and is willing to do anything. The guy has been to the top, and he's listened to my storylines and my plots. This is the mentality of all the guys coming in. We got inundated with emails from top stars every day saying, can we come work with WAW? And that is an achievement and an honor. So so apparently there's a big nod here coming up here, of course, uh, uh, in light of what's been going on with, uh, with uh, you know, Paige uh, here in recent memory and all that. So, I mean, so a little bit of support there coming in from the family here. Uh, and also, let's sit here, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's... Uh, Let's see what we have what else we have on tap here. Uh, and uh, let's sit here. We will, like I said, throw out, we'll throw out. And a lot of these, I said, we'll probably read a few stories coming out here, uh, coming out here on the, uh, the Anim Revolution here momentarily. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you please excuse me uh, for just one second. Uh, I am going to have to step in just one minute. If you will please listen to the song again, I'll be right back. Thank <laughs> you. 
Again, I hope you had a chance to listen to the song Somebody's Watching Me One More Time. And of course, we had the beginning of a, another song pop in there. But uh, thank you for bearing with us here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, as I continue to bring you some latest pop culture news coming out there. <clears throat> and also, a few little wrestling tidbits here tonight. I said, this is episode 50 of WWS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, April 26, 2017. Uh, the Iceman, J.D. Jerky Geronimo, will not be making it in here this evening. Uh, but, uh, of course, once again, I am Mr. WWS Champion Charles back here with you, uh, bringing you some of the latest uh, news popping in here to the scene. Uh, we, did have a, we did have a guest on the chat box here. He has since left the chat, and we do thank that person for popping on. Uh, and... Uh, and like I said, we continue to find, like I said, even some stories that came out, like I said, the day before. Uh, we'll definitely be reading through here, too. Like we have one right here uh, that came out yesterday from Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. Universal is planning on a biopic on Madonna entitled Blonde Ambition. Let's go ahead and read that here to, to you. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Universal, Studio, Universal Pictures is planning a Madonna biopic after acquiring... Elise Hollander's Bond Ambition script. The script previously made the top of the 2016 blacklist, a list of the best unproduced screenplays in Hollywood. Michael DeLuca, Fifty Shades of Grey, will produce with Brett Ratner's Rat Pack Entertainment and Bellevue Productions' John Zerozini. Zerozini, forgive me if I mispronounced the name. The film will be set in the early 1980s in New York. Madonna Louise Saccone is working on her first album and trying to navigate a business that treats women poorly. She's also dealing with a new love life and the first signs of fame. Madonna moved from Michigan in 1978 to become a danger, but eventually began writing and singing songs. A failed attempt at a rock band led to dance and pop. She had successful dance singles. She had successful dance singles and then released her debut self-titled album in 1983. It included songs like Holiday, Borderline, and Lucky Star. Blonde Ambition is Hollander's first script. Universal Executive VP Production Eric Byers and Director of Development Chloe Yellen will oversee production for Universal, while Lucy Catata will oversee for Del Lucha Productions. So for you Madonna fans out there, you're going to get chances to see a little bit more about what Madonna is uh, was, all, was all about in her beginnings. So uh, it, uh, we don't have an actual date of when this movie is planned on coming out. And when we get more information on it, we'll definitely be bringing that here to you. Another story making the small wrestling rounds, and we'll probably be talking about this, like I said, on Wrestling Debate and on Revolution here this evening. Uh, Cody Rhodes shoots down rumors of signing with Ring of Honor and the latest impacts from around the ring. This comes from Jeremy Thomas, who came out here today. 
After speculation that he had signed with Ring of Honor began making the rounds, Cody Rhodes took to Twitter to shoot down the reports. Of course, there's the post, post right here in which Rhodes makes clear he hasn't signed anywhere. Speculation began after Rhodes was not at the recent impact tapings following an, following an announcement by ROH on Monday that he would be getting a shot at the ROH World Heavyweight title at ROH New Japan Pro Wrestling War of the Worlds on May 12th. And he says, for the record, I have not signed anywhere. Uh, and, of course, here is a thing here, a video here talking to his wife, Brandy, who was known as Eden in the WWE. Uh, I'm sure also kind of confirming what her husband has has said about about this. But apparently, ladies and gentlemen, it, is, it does not seem to be true. So... Uh, we'll have so like I said, there'll be talk, there'll be some talks talking about here this evening. And let me see here, one more. I believe this was also reported here not too long ago. This is also comes from Jeremy Thomas. Apparently, Josh Brettel is not gone from the WWE. It appears that reports of Josh Brettel's WWE tenure being over are premature. While a report yesterday said that the Tough Enough co-winner. I've been one of the NXT talents released alongside Andrea Ocapo and Chris Atkins. It seems not to be the case. PW Insider reports that this afternoon, Brettel is still under contract to NXT. So apparently there was a miscalculation in some of the reports that did come out here. Uh, I believe he was also known as the Yeti during that this time here. So uh, so apparently there was, uh, there was kind of a... Uh, his calculation there in that uh, in that situation. Uh, and also some other WWE news making around here today. Of course, uh, a couple things include Lana responding to criticism over gimmick and details on the Eva Marie Street Fighter tournament appearance. Uh, Lana took to Twitter after some expressed concern or criticism after her apparent new gimmick for her SmackDown debut. After fans spoke out about the fact that it appeared it would be just that it appeared she was going to be just another dancing girl or an Emmalina ripoff, she posted the following right here on on Twitter. This was at one forty two AM this morning. She says, You pathetic villager. Unfortunately the women of at WWE have forgotten what it means to be a feminine woman. It's my body and I can do what I want. Uh, so, uh, this is at twitter.com forward slash praise the L-O-A-E. So, if you want to, if you're reading that, she, that, that she has posted on Twitter. Another thing is, people, and this was at, this was like four minutes later after she, after the first tweet she posted the following, people forget that feminism is our personal right as women to do whatever we please with our bodies. Plus, I will hashtag Lana kick heads off. Uh, apparently this seems to be talking about, uh, this looks like uh, this came with a, twi- fr- a tweet from a uh, 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 WWE, current WWE female wrestler Charlotte, which her real name is Ashley Elizabeth uh, Flair. Um, so apparently this, there might be a little bit of a Twitter feud between her and Charlotte, apparently. And another one coming up here a few minutes later, it says, don't you worry, my black belt in judo, jiu-jitsu, and Muay Thai will make sure that I crush every female superstar on the roster. Hashtag Lana Crush. 
uh, twitter.com forward slash uh, mojo rising 38. So, if you have somebody else talking here, and of course, uh, you pathetic fool, I am the revolution. I started the revolution when I stood up and spoke out to all the top male stars and in, in, at WWE history. Twitter.com forward slash here uh, underline is Travis. So, uh, so there you go. Here you go. Uh, Lana speaks out. And here's a press release from TBS which details on Eva, Eva Marie's participation in the E-League Street Fighter V Invitational Celebrity Showdown this Friday on TBS. E-League, the transformative esports organization from Turner and IMG, will feature basketball Hall of Famer and TNT inside the NBA analyst Shaquille O'Neal, Grammy-winning recording artist and fighting game enthusiast Lupe Fiasco, Super Bowl champion Reggie Bush, and pro wrestling star and actress Natalie Eva Marie, competing in its first-ever E-League Street Fighter V Invitational Celebrity Showdown Friday, April 28th at 10 p.m. Eastern on TBS. The celebrities will compete to raise money for charities they have chosen. O'Neill will support the Odessa Chambliss Quality of Life Fund. Fiasco will support his foundation, M-U-R-A-L, magnifying urban realities and affecting lives. Good ladies and gentlemen. Bush will support the 619 Charitable Fund, and Marie will support the American Cancer Society. The single elimination tournament will consist of two first-round matches and a winner's match, three matches total. The champion will earn a majority of the prize pool, with all of the participants receiving a portion of the funds for their respective charities. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, hold tight for just one second. I will be, once again, right back. including uh, former WWE superstar, uh, even Marie, taking part in a tournament to raise money for charity. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we'll be bringing you this evening here in terms of, uh, of course, of all, of all stories making the rounds here. Let's give you this one more time here. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. 444 Call ID 141-387-POUND. This is episode number 50. Of WWS outside the ropes here. Of course, I said Wednesday, April 26, 2017. Once again, I am Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you, flying solo here tonight. Here, of course, the Iceman JD Jerry Geronimo is not able to be with us here tonight <clears throat> uh, because of a prior um, prior commitment. Uh, but uh, just also to let you know that uh, right after here, like I said, right after 
here at 8 o'clock here on WWS Wrestling Debate. Uh, one, two-thirds of the NWO Madness Kingdom will be bringing you, of course, WWE will be bringing that here to you with big-time discussions and debate on everything going on <clears throat> uh, in the wrestling world. And, of course, like I said, at 9 o'clock, we'll be bringing you WWS Revolution, uh, 138055-pound from 9 to 11 p.m. As we'll, once again, we bring you the wrestling news and views, history and birthdays from the human suitcase machine, John Gross, and, uh, of course, uh, thoughts and opinions on everything going on with SmackDown Live. And a couple of very interesting uh, uh, pieces of wrestling extras. Include, uh, we never know what we do with that. It could be trivia. It could be anything special. We don't know what we, we don't know what will go on, but we'll let you know here what happens. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end it here a little bit early here tonight. Uh, like I said, this fine a little bit solo here. But uh, just to let everyone know, like I said, be sure to catch us here at 8 o'clock for wrestling debate. Like I said, 139-925-pound. And also, like I said, Revolution 138055 pounds from 9 to 11 p.m. here later this evening. So, for, like I said, for everyone involved, with that, everyone here on the WWS Radio Network, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw saying thank you so much for joining us, listening in here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, like I said, uh, outside the ropes is a production of the WWS Radio Network over one, almost one year older, over one year older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain its wrestling and pop culture connection. So, folks, uh, join us here, like I said, later on for, once again, like I said, wrestling debate. And then, of course, like I said, coming up an hour after that will be WWS Revolution. Take care. Uh, See you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And, of course, take care of yourselves and each other. And once again, like I said, uh, here at the WWS Radio Network, we always say, Take care, and as always, God bless. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.